What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The sample in that hip-hop stylings was <laughs> Frank Sinatra's A Day in the Life of the Fool. Because I did something with my next guest that I don't normally do, which is I asked him what his favorite music was because I like to make these silly little promo things and I use hip-hop instrumentals, but I usually try to fuse it with something that I like. And I was like, oh, guests, right. I should ask them if they like stuff. So on that note, Ryan Lindley. Hi. Hey, buddy. How are you? Sorry, sorry, the proper intro. I'm good. Ryan Lindley is place title here for the Dean Blundell Network. I don't know what your title would be, but I know what you do. Renaissance man. You, my friend, should have a robe. Renaissance man. And a staff. Yeah. Um, How how are you, buddy? What's going on? I'm I'm good, thank you. Um, I actually just finished my adult real job, and... uh, was able to rustle things over it's funny how i have my office set up i have my work things here and podcast things here and it's not that big of a desk but i share the big monitor for both so i find it interesting that you also include your alcohol as part of your work things because it's right there that's back there's some back there (laughs) and and over there and there's some over there too (laughs) my liver's processing from last night there's some in there How'd that go? What was uh, uh, what were you drinking last night? Uh, just just the usual whiskey and Pepsi's last night while I was uh, ranting about emergencies acts and uh, Ukraine and Russia, which is uh, whiskey and Pepsi. Is that good? That's like the like bizarro world villain for like rum and coke. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a huge rum guy. I like it in like a fruity drink, like a like what somebody may call a girly drink. Uh, Ashley makes mm-hmm. these really good. Uh, Shirley Temples, but she adds rum to them, so she calls them Dirty Shirley's. That's like my f- my <laughs> closeted favorite drink in the world. So, so Shirley Temple post nineteen years old, yeah. <laughs> yeah. depending on what part of the province you're from. She just goes by Miss Temple by then, I think. That's right. Um, <laughs> I used to mix vodka with um, pressed apple cider juice, and it was fantastic. Uh, I've had. Um, because I don't understand how syrupy orange juice got all tied into vodka. I don't like yeah. it's so heavy. I know? find it fascinating that you take the D out of the word vodka. I do. You just said I vodka. <laughs> James doesn't get the D. I do not. <laughs> I know that sound. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm an equal opportunity alcoholic, so it's uh, it's not too bad. I'll drink whatever's in front of me. Usually, I'm just not a fan of like Jack Daniels and. Yeah. The usual uh that kind of stuff but i can't stand someone when i was in high school somebody gave me a shot of something i think it was rye or something yeah. like it was probably crown royal or something 
And I literally like, I did a whole speech in front of all my friends about how this, like someone played a practical joke on somebody like hundreds and hundreds of years ago and was like, take this, all of it. And everyone laughed at that person. And you're carrying the tradition like a bunch of dummies because that was disgusting. Like I've been so anti shots. I just don't understand why anyone would do that to their esophagus. You know, yeah, like it I, doesn't. I agree. I'm a, I'm a mixed drink guy. Uh, if it's like a really good uh, pretentious with our scotch or something, then yeah, of course I'll go along with the, the crowd and not sully it with some sort of a I mix, won't. but I'll add like an ice cube to it just cause I'll say that a whiskey aficionado has said in the past that you have to add water to a whiskey to activate it. So I'll go with really? that. Do you think yeah. that's true? Uh, I don't <laughs> care. Little... It works. It works. Was it me. a multi-level marketing whiskey company? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh yeah, I don't uh I don't discriminate when it comes to when it comes to booze usually. I realized as uh cuz I I asked you to come on the show um because I couldn't land a guest for today. No, I'm just kidding. I I, I want to talk to everybody internal Thanks, at the Bonzi. network. So I've been doing this here. No, no, for real. Like I want to talk to everyone at the network on the show. Um and I realized that um although I feel like I kind of know you and know your personality, I don't know mm. anything about you at all. So I was just wondering if you could tell me who this person is and where did they grow up oh hey look at that guy yeah That's my wife's favorite picture of me by the way because you can tell that your mom didn't want to spring for a haircut at the haircutters so she just cut your bangs herself right she absolutely did <laughs> a lot i used to get that a lot actually um yeah my mom was a single mom i grew up with uh, my brother who's 10 years my senior and she raised us both on her own making like shit money and you know bouncing from house to house and moving and uh, lots of things. Uh, but we made do. We never wanted for anything. She always made sure she came through for us and uh, worked six days a week uh, until she was diagnosed with cancer because that's usually how it goes <coughs> and uh, was dead within six months. So, mm. um, yeah, it was uh, I, I grew up with a, a different value structure than a lot of my friends just because of that. And I, I actually credit my mom for a lot of of my drive and what I do, my work ethic is, comes from my mom. Um, mm. so my brother, uh, yeah, my brother's 10 years older. He lives uh, out in the sticks, not too far from me now. I live in kind of the, I live in the suburb sticks now. Um, <laughs> so, and you see, this is my face. And when someone from the suburbs goes, I live in the sticks. Come yeah. On. Yeah. We I literally, you know, if I pointed the camera that way, there's just forest as far as the eye can see. I, know. I have a friend that's got a, a, a cottage, a family, a family generational cottage land in uh, Barry's Bay. Actually, I've been up there a few times oh. near near you. So, yeah. So the uh, I didn't know you were uh, Polish. They are Traverse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but I know they're Polish. Of course, they are. But yeah, uh, yeah his family's had a place up there with. Uh, Sorry, I, I missed the place. Where did you grow up? I missed that. Just Hamilton. I've, I'm born Hamilton. and raised okay. in Hamilton. Yeah, no, I never left. Uh, did I now? The furthest I've been is like Stony Creek, which is still now part of Hamilton since the amalgamation. So, yeah, yeah. I, I I like that area. I lived in Dundas for a year. I often tell people that like uh, that was one of the greatest years of my life. Like you know, it's one of our I, favorites. I worked at the... uh, sorry, my uh, my grandparents actually uh, lived right behind the driving park in Dundas. Oh, right and Ashley and I, it's our favorite little town that's close yeah. for restaurants and. You know, the I lived above pub. the, there was a hemp clothing store in the downtown strip and I lived above it in one of these old, like big windowed kind of high ceiling, like old school, like, I don't know how old that four corners or whatever is, but it's 
pretty old. It's it's pretty old. Yeah. Um, well, how long ago was that? Uh, two thousand and five. I worked at the, uh, remember the Pioneer gas station right on Cooch Drive there when I was uh, a kid. My oh, really? My dad owned that, yeah. So I uh, worked at the Thirsty Cactus. My, uh, my, my, bro- my stepbrother, or half, no, stepbrother, he uh, was the kitchen manager at the Collins for decades. Oh, really? The yeah, Collins was the better I, one. I worked thirsty, at the trashy part. The, the trashy thirsty Cactus is great for uh, pork, uh, pulled pork tacos, though. Uh, it's Ashley's yes. favorite. Yeah, they've got good yes. food. <laughs> I hated it there. I, I liked the the people that I worked with, but management like was just you know. One manager goes, James, you know what your mo is, and I'm like, no, but I'm sure you're about to tell me, Angela, right? And she's like, when you do something, you then go, you then say you're sorry, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> How thought provoking. You know what I said? Sorry. <laughs> she's like, go home. I'm like, am I fired? She's like, no, you're in tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, sorry. That's so funny. <laughs> See you later. But I love that area. I like the, I need escarpment town. I like, I don't know. It's yeah. like a good part of Ontario that, you know, it's kind of good that it's sort of like, like I, I said to my buddy who lived in Dundas, what, why, why don't people, more people know about this place? Like, yeah. he's like, shut up. No one. And it's like a lot of like well-to-do professors and stuff like that and you know environmental professors and shit like i don't know i had great conversations in dundas it was you like had a, a lot of mac a lot of the mac crowd um the mac uh, faculty live in dundas and one thing that dundas held for i don't know if they still do i haven't looked it up in a while but they had the largest amount per capita of unwed mothers in the country oh was dundas <laughs> ontario yeah I, yeah because they all live with was... their parents <laughs> I always thought it was a weird, uh, a weird claim to fame that Dundas held, but that was something that they uh, they proudly proudly cherished. Great. I'm sure. So, so Dundas is the Surrey of uh, Ontario. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well done, Dundas. <laughs> um, so, uh, how old were you when your mom when your mom passed? Uh, I was. What was I? I was 31. Because uh, she died in 2011. So, yeah, 31. Man, I'm I'm like. I think about um, as we get old, because my dad passed away a while back, and um, and he wasn't like the you know whatever. Um, it, it was was what it was, and then I I'm sitting there holding on to this thought that I got one parent left, and um, my uh, my boss at my work at the library, her mom just died, and she's like 63 or something, and she's like even at 63, I still feel like an orphan. That was uh, my mom was 62. And same thing. I, uh, I, uh, one of the things I, I say now, it's something that you don't know until it happens, is you're never truly alone in this world until your mom goes, right? Like, it doesn't matter what, how successful you are, how much you have. Like, at the time, like, Kaylee was, I was, I already had my daughter. Um, I had things going. Everything was, you know, you have your own established life, but that feeling of you're now actually there. That safety net of mom, no matter how old yeah. you are, is always nice to have. It's a, it's a, it's a good thing. But once it's gone, it's like holy shit. Now I'm actually that adult that's out here on my own. I can't call my mom and you know, look for help. Yeah, I was or even just a bitch with you know, like just I miss that. I was friends with my mom as well. Like that was a thing. Like we we were close. So it was. What hard. was her name? Ruth. 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 Her uh, her parents. Name. Yeah, her parents came from. Uh, they fled the war. Um, they're Lithuanian. Um, they fled the war. 
They went to Caracas for 10 years. Uh, they were hoteliers in Caracas. And that's where my mom was born, was actually in Venezuela. And she oh. came to Canada when she was 12. Uh, and it was a and it was a very last minute decision of either you're going to Chicago, Illinois, or you're going to Hamilton, Ontario. And thank Christ, my grandfather went. No, we're going to Canada. Yeah. And uh, I don't yeah. know what South Side Chicago is, honey, but it's either that or <laughs> Hamilton. Okay. Exactly. So we ended up here, and uh, we never left. So that was uh, yeah. That was when we came to your background, I was like, he's either like somewhere in between Hungarian and like from Beirut. I just <laughs> close <laughs> tough to tell. You could go out as a ta- as like you know one of those like 1980s terrorists and like Rambo movies and stuff like that. Like you could put on a bandana and just make it work. Okay, so could do. Yeah. All this shit doesn't work out. I still I can roughly get myself like I can fight my way through uh, a conversational. Um, uh, interaction with somebody in Lithuanian still. So I could even put the accent on and really. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. You should. Yeah, dude, I can't do any accents well. So if you can't, if you have a legit accent, you got to start doing comedy sketches. Obviously. Obviously, (laughs) I've got to start making fun of it. Yeah. Um, and how long, so are you married to Ashley? Cause I have one of those marriages that's like, we're common law. We never had, we never no, had the we party. Are actually, the jewelry, we, we, we got the government involved in 2019 and, uh, had a wedding in our backyard, which was perfect. It was just like a barbecue it was so like us kind of low key. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was it. Um, then it was like at the end of 2019 and then the pandemic hit. So we've, that's our marriage has been pandemic. We missed our honeymoon because of the pandemic. So yeah, a lot of yeah. people's marriages are pretty sick. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> My bad. That's not, that's not what I meant, honey. <laughs> We're out of time, James. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, the reason why I ask is because I'm wondering, like, I, I have all these friends and they, and they have either one of two different types of um, marriage dynamics. And it, it, all, with my friends, it's always either um, unhappy or a sitcom marriage, which is still a little bit unhappy. But like, and I would guess that you're not in an unhappy marriage, although I have no idea. I mean, maybe you are. No, so I'm projecting again. Um, okay. Or like, or is it a sitcom one? Because the sitcom one really annoys me because it's like it puts you into this role. Like Bob Saget was a dirty comedian. And then someone said, hey, maybe that guy should be the, the dad on Full House. Full House, and, yeah. You know, and then he said, so I, I, that's how I feel. Um, we, um, but what, what would you... we would be, it started off really gross. Like it was, we were the, the gross couple of, of just, you know, the, the two. Really? Of, oh my God, there she is. Right, honey? We were, we I was were like, gross. I was, like, we were, I was uh, like, I don't know, what, what would be my cue? Oh, describing the relationship is gross. There she is. <laughs> yep. No, it's it's true. We were pretty gross. I, I like schmoopy, a... that kind of thing. Oh like yeah, loopy? yeah. Oh, like that is gross. like we were glued to each other. Is that why you had a bath today? Yeah, that's why I bathed. It's not even bath day for the week, and you're. That's why. Here that's why I have eyebrows on. <laughs> My wife Me too. Ba- bathes every day. We should, our water bill reflects it. And, Thank uh, you. Okay. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was gross, but then it uh, it's 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 um, done it it's it's dug its ruts nicely. You know what I we, mean? Like we chilled out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a um, it's a very comfortable marriage. It's a very comfortable um, relationship. It's we're still best friends. You know what I mean? Like we're st- it's still that um, sort this of. This is infuriating me. 
I'm can I see? Can this I see your mug? Angry. Oh, sorry. Oh, Miss Mrs. Always Right. And yeah, this see? is why sitcom. you did this. It's a sitcom. I asked her. I said, "Can you can you get me a, a tea?" And that's why you did this. I I'm so ready. I had no idea you were is, coming. I know. Is there scotch in that tea or anything like? like something? No. Just no, a nice I, I'll cup save of tea. The, I'll save the booze for the three o'clock show. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, yeah, now, we're still kind of um, gross. Um. <laughs> do you guys have the same drinking habits? Because I find that it's helpful. No, in a, in no she I doesn't don't really drink. drink. Nah, the, it's oh. very, very rare that she, uh, and, and what, but when she does, holy fuck, look out. Um, but it's hers, is, you can count on one hand how many times she actually indulges in a year. Um, yeah. Yeah, I keep, I keep that end up for the both of us so well, i i come from a long line of alcoholics and i've seen some shit so i'm just i'm now good she married now she married one so it's good yeah it's i think i life. was the first alcoholic in my family Were i just you? wanted to start a new thing that's fair no, I don't think so. no my grandfather was uh my grandfather was like he was like my favorite relative but he was a drunk and i didn't realize it obviously until like i was older and my family mm -hmm. told me but mm -hmm. but they were like uh jamie don't you remember um making drinks for him and stirring it with it. Like I was his little bartender. Yeah, I was <laughs> that for so my grandparents. Like, yep. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. I love them. There. I felt not like, my, you know. Not my, there was my English grandparents that were the, the boo sounds, not my uh, Lithuanian ones, but my English ones, same thing. She, I, I learned how to pour because she used to tell you, use your fingers, just measure it with mm -hmm. your fingers. Yeah. They were the you ones I got fingers my love for. Yeah. 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 yeah, with a splash, and she used to say, uh, just a splash of Pepsi for color. So, for color, yeah. yeah, for color, one does want to make appearances, you know. I've been able to make a like a quality, flavorful Caesar since the age of seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like with I just all the seasons. Yeah, I just did rum and cokes, and then he drank vodka and Seven Up, I think. I and we played gin rummy, like, dude, we we would play start playing cards at like seven thirty at night, and mm. we'd stop at like three in the morning, <laughs> and I was like eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, I could never, yeah. uh, I could never understand how they knew that I was stealing sips out of the drinks when I was making them as a kid, uh, <laughs> until I, until I realized that when they got white Russians, you could, you know, you could see the milk, the little milk uh, thing. They wouldn't, yeah. I wasn't a very smart kid, apparently. Did you get drunk ever when you were a kid? No, um, I don't think I actually got. I was. I never got drunk drunk until I was like 16, maybe 15, 16. And it was actually with the guy that owned the, that pioneer, uh, the guy's dad, <laughs> it was the kid that, uh, I got the job with. He was my friend and we got uh, drunk on a case of, uh, Labatt triple X. 
You know that fucking oh, swell beer? Christ, yeah. Oh, you still 16. see the label. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'll never forget that. I was the uh, last guy to drink in my friend circle. Like, I, I, I got drunk um, for the first time. I think I was like 13 or 14, but I hated it. So then I just didn't drink. And then when I started drinking again at 16, I would have like the neck of the beer and then just hand it off to my best friend because I didn't like to get bloated. So I did barely drink. And then I don't know what happened. I think my life got dark and I turned to drinking because then it became like for the next 30 years or whatever. But yeah, yeah. my parents didn't drink. My dad didn't drink. Wow. You know, my mom, my mom did like socially, but she wasn't, she never kept alcohol in the house even. That was like my mom. My mom was a social, uh, social drinker. And then, uh, but she was one that she 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 was like Ashley. She was the same kind of person. Wouldn't drink, wouldn't drink. But then when she drank, look the fuck out. She became the life of the party. So, yeah, fun drunk. It's just like know? that. Yeah. Um. So did you say in a DM a while back that you were a PI? I was. Yeah, I was actually a. I, uh, I'm dying a, to know like, about that. Licensed private investigator. I did domestic investigations. I did uh, WSIB fraud. Um. So you yeah. were. Like, did you ever have to catch someone cheating? Like yeah, walking into motels once. and stuff. Yeah, actually, I can we fall. talk after the show? Because I have a feeling. <laughs> I want to. Actually, my license is expired now. I, I still have a badge. Even better, somewhere, but totally under uh, the radar. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, domestic was uh, the domestic ones were fun. Um, the WSIB ones were very dry. Those uh, you never really got in. I did uh, labor dispute injunction. Um, evidence gathering as well, which was another one where you would sit at a picket line for 12 fucking hours a day and you were bored out of your mind. But um, yeah, the domestic ones, though, I'll never forget. It was actually here in Hamilton, uh, the Mount Albion area. Uh, followed a couple into the where you park and then they walked into the woods. And uh, yeah, they totally they, innocent. I don't know. Middle what of the day. Middle of the day. Was. Yeah. Who doesn't love a hike? off the yeah. off the trail and they're banging away in the broad daylight and of course here's me i've got to get evidence right so i'm taking pictures buddy sees me with the camera oh my god i then because he's like what the fuck and i'm like oh i'm I, i'm sorry i didn't even see you guys i'm sorry there's there's a what did i say it was like a Albanian. There's a lie in the I way. Was, <laughs> it was like an albanian red-breasted some bird I was, and I just came, like pulled it out of my ass, and I said, "It's there's a nest of them right." Be and I bored them, like I bored them into leaving. Right? Yeah. There's a oh. nest of them. Hey, there's a nest of them right back there. I yeah. So it was. Was uh, that your was that your birder voice? Uh, kind of. Yeah. There's Nerd. lots of sparrows here. I've been yeah. here for a long. Well, <laughs> I didn't have like a. Like I had a like a telephoto lens, but it wasn't like I didn't have it didn't look like a bird guy. <laughs> I looked like a PI because I'm you know like yeah. with the hat and the, did you have a trench it, coat and everything like it, no. But oh uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was fun. I also had a guy that his wife was an adult entertainer, and he wanted to make sure that she wasn't actually doing anything in champagne rooms. And this guy was like these people. People that do this are loaded. How like, could you he have not to have trust a, his own wife? You <laughs> have to have a lot of money, right? To, to to usually procure the services, especially in a domestic investigation, because there's a ton of money. It's, it's there's time, there's gas, there's expenses. So this guy was loaded, and I went after his wife, and I wore a jacket 
It was a condom? jean jacket oh, sorry. that had a camera in one of the buttons. Because how else are oh, you going nice. to do this, right? So you can't walk in with a camera. And, and he wants video evidence of her either fucking around or not. Thinking that she was like prostituting herself in the Try to get an room. angle from underneath if you could. <laughs> yeah. Maybe something that would play well in slow motion later. Yeah. Who's yeah. funding this? <laughs> Well, that was yeah. their, that was the, uh, I can't, I'm not going to tell you, it was a very, very, not prominent, but prominently wealthy person. And he, he uh, probably hired the guy too. Well, he hired me <laughs> to go in and, and proposition with a lot of money and uh, I had a lot of money and uh, she refused it. She, no, no, that's not what I, no, no, I'll give you a dance, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she kisses you on the cheek and stuff, but she wouldn't take the money. Right. So. He was very happy with that. Um, yeah, those, so those ones, those ones were more fun because you got to do a lot more. But people are crazy. Some, somebody, somebody, somebody will um, pay money for you to spy on their spouse. There's something wrong, right? So, and, well, if I may, um, yeah. in this particular situation, the client was quite satisfied that uh, Ryan found out there was no wrongdoing and then left her to complete her work as a stripper in the champagne room of a strip club uh-huh. probably high on cocaine go on yeah yep. i had, to, I had uh, what was i supposed to do just get up and walk out <laughs> no no i'm just saying i'm, just, I'm not talking about, about awkward, you i'm talking about so, that guy i, I was just, gonna say you want to talk about an awkward debriefing yes. well yes uh <laughs> sir uh your wife uh, in fact didn't cheat doesn't cheat on you for money and um great tits <laughs> you know like because you got to yeah, and then he adjusted but, his belt and was like, "Say that again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has great tits. Yeah, okay. so uh, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was a good it was a good job. It's uh, it just the problem with it in especially here. It's not like you see on TV. It's not like you have an office where you're getting calls all day long. If the work is <laughs> very a, few. Throwing a tennis ball against the wall, right? Talking about old times, you know. Yeah. Your, your secretary um, is a girl you have sex with once in a while, and she's not really bright. You know, yeah, yeah kind of. Isn't yeah. that stereotype for that kind of shit? Yeah. Oh no, wait. They run the office because they have to like <laughs> be on the ball and shred shit, and stuff like they, that. They, uh, uh, so so that's why we got into the. Uh, it was like a multifaceted, uh, you know, with the court. The, the labor dispute investigations are actually big money, so you got into that and. But there's only so many places that are on strike that need services, and there's lots of competition in Ontario for that kind of job. So it's like, well, it's not. Did it's you good know money. him actually when he was a PI? Oh no. Oh, okay. No, I was just wondering if if you ever walked up to her and she was like, "What do you do for a living?" and you just went, "A PI lady." <laughs> something and then it would be funny if she was like isn't that just like insurance claims mostly yeah <laughs> she knew the right. whole industry yeah, right. yeah i don't know i romanticized no. what a private investigator was when i was a kid i thought it was like some dope ass like like there was like spy up here and then private investigator just a little yeah. bit below that like yeah oh. yeah, yeah it was fun like i say it was fun it was uh it was a good job but it wasn't uh it wasn't sustainable for a family like to raise a family on unless you owned a company. I was working for somebody, right? So it was, it was, you know, the work came as it came, and then in between, mm. you were, you know, checking ID at a bar. So it wasn't wasn't sustainable to to do the whole family adult thing. Mm-hmm. How did, how did you end up working with with uh, the Dean Bundell Network? How did that even happen? Like I I, I feel like you came out of nowhere one day. It was like, it's you, and then all of a sudden, you're like. 
Hey, I'm Ryan. I'm almost everything. How are you? <laughs> He's doing all okay. the things. Ryan has a really big mouth on Twitter. Yeah, and that's People pretty notice. much that's pretty it's, much it. And, and what happened? Like you gained like two thousand followers in the last second. Yeah, <laughs> something. You know, I, I know. Yeah. I looked at it the other day. It's almost at five grand. I was like, holy shit! Like this is nuts, right? So, I um, the one thing I was like, I was like so proud. I was like, this guy's doing a lot. Of, at least I have more Twitter followers than. Oh nope. Fuck! Like you totally ran by me, and I'm just like, help! I keep on offending people that follow me, and then they unfollow me. <laughs> Trying to crawl towards this. We uh, when the when the pandemic hit, uh, we the second year of the pandemic, I should say, we got really uh, frustrated by that point because of Ashley's job, what she was going through, and it was one of those there's only so much screaming on facebook you can do and only so much tweeting you can do to to let out that frustration and yeah. conversation so i was like why don't we get a podcast and because everybody was podcasting because of the, the pandemic so i'm like okay yeah you know what i've always wanted i've always had a radio was my dream as a kid i always wanted to be a radio guy right and uh so i was like okay yeah let's invest a couple of bucks and, and get this rolling so we did it the sheeple shepherd was born and it was uh it went great so one day uh it, it was pandemic related i'm sure we uh there was an argument on twitter going on and i've, I've always followed dean i've been a fan of dean's for for his entire career yeah more or less and um he uh he was going on about it with somebody and there was another mutual friend involved so i got in and i jumped into the the mix and we ended up obliterating somebody online and then i got a dm uh, from Dean afterwards saying, hey. Um, Age, sex, location? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, pretty a, much. You got a podcast, yeah. I see. I'm like, yeah. I said, uh, my wife and I, and I explained it to him. He goes, you ever wanted to you know, join a network? And I'm like, I didn't even know there was a network, to tell you the truth. Like, I, I was cool. a very passive fan of, of What's Dean a network? So then yeah. I, uh, yeah, we talked on the phone that weekend. Uh, we had like a three-hour conversation. You know, the Dean phone calls. And, He's a great uh, phone conversationalist. Yeah. I hate I hate the fucking phone. I hate it. I hate it. I hate oh. it. But when Dean, when Dean's <laughs> yeah. on the phone, yeah. I, I don't mind yeah. it. Because it's yeah. actually, you're right. He's a great, he holds a good combo. So yeah. I... Uh, Sorry, just I let me that, write a note not to call you anymore. I just <laughs> move it, oh my God. move yeah. it to uh, move it to the Dean Blondell network, and uh, the rest is history. And it just uh, I ended up going after the teachers. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, I went to, uh, I went to bat with the the teacher back to school articles, and I I I, I defended the oh, teachers yeah. and took their stories, yeah. and I blew it up, and tried to repair the relationship Dean had with the teachers, and uh, it was huge. I ended it went up well. Uh, like literally I'd say overnight you want to talk about Twitter following at that point I only had like 400 people following me on Twitter yeah. um, overnight was a thousand follows and I know they were all teachers so if there any of them are watching now hi thanks guys love you <laughs> um, but yeah the uh, the the coverage of that uh, I ended up guesting I had uh, Ryan uh, stats Ryan on mm -hmm. my show and I asked Dean, I said, do you ever heard of this guy? And he's like, no. I said, he goes, should I? I'm like, yeah, follow him and look at his stuff. He goes, this guy's brilliant. So I had mm -hmm. him on my show. And then literally the next day, Ryan went on Dean's show. And I went on Dean's show to talk about the teacher stuff as a guest. And then um, I can't remember who was off. Somebody was off and he, and he sent me a message. He goes, hey, you want to fill in? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure, I'll, I'll fill in. And then uh, I just he never left. part of the regular crew. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, our, our, I like our inner circle. I think I think we should like turn it into a show somehow. Seriously, like <laughs> like a podcast reality show. Can you imagine who would who do you think would break down first if we all lived in a house together? Like who do you, you. think would be like you know what I've had you. a fucking oh dude. No, I would have said Ryan. I have so much endurance when it comes to dealing with crazy fucking people that I could, dude. I lived with my stepmother for years. I I could do this show literally, literally. I would do it naked just to see who would. So leave you mean like a big anyways. brother for our podcast? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like something along yeah. those lines? I think I think it would be. I I don't know. I feel like it would be Lachlan or Dean. Like, yeah, I don't see you know? Dean. I don't see Dean suffering it very well. No, Dean would be I, like, I, I, I really think, don't have to put up with this. I own the yeah. network, and I'm leaving. Now. <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't think I could either. Now that you put it that way, no, you would lose your mind. I would. Ashley knows. I'm I would not be a, laughing the whole. Yeah, time. I I know. I, no, I know. You, you, yeah. we no. But we would. But you know, we would find ways to get under your skin to the point where you would want to kill us. So, you know what the thing? The weird thing is, is that <laughs> I, I am. I was known as a hothead when I was young. Yeah. And I'm not known as one now by people who have like met me in the last, say, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. But I, the, a hothead will come out of me um, in very specific situations. I don't, get a, I don't get offended. I don't care what you say, da, da, da. But if I am talking and I'm about to make my point, and the, the funny thing is I do it to other people, and someone just cuts me off, it is like physiological. It's not even my fault. Yeah, it's completely nice. involuntary that I want to rip your head off and shove it in the stump somehow just because you cut me off. But the thing is, is that I do it. And you yeah. know my excuse is? Does it bother you? No. Well, it bothers me. If something bothers you that doesn't bother me, same thing. <laughs> no. Why me. doesn't this bother you? I can't hide it either. I literally, when it, this is me hiding it. So cut me off if I'm talking right now, uh, Ryan. Like you know, I'll continue to talk, and you. Uh, so I'm gonna make a what fantastic if we, point. What if we went and did the? Yeah, <laughs> my favorite is when you actually leave. Like I've seen you actually just get up and walk away. It's like, yeah. why am I here? <laughs> I say that stuff too. It's not that aggressive at all. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's quite aggressive. If if people <laughs> yeah. actually pay attention to that show, it's uh, it's great because. There's a lot of micro content that happens in that show with facial expressions mm-hmm. and side conversations. Like mm-hmm. Lachlan and I, I yeah. can't look at him at certain points in the show because when I look at him, I start laughing. And when he sees me laughing, he starts laughing. Mm-hmm. And then we start talking to each other. While Dean's off on a rant about something, mm-hmm. Dean, or Lachlan, <laughs> Lachlan and I will talk like this. Talk like this. Yeah. And, and he'll be like, stop it. I'm like, no, you stop it. And like, <laughs> you don't notice it until like the playback. And it's like, yeah. those guys are having their own La- show. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done that on purpose, but I know exactly what you mean. Because uh, <laughs> so a lot of times the setup will be accidental. It'll be like a joke that Dean didn't hear or something like that. And I'll be like, that was, that was a good one, Lachlan. Yeah. 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 You saw that? You saw that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that. It's so good. It's good. No, I think the chemistry on that panel is uh, is phenomenal. I've uh, I've always loved the, uh, the 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 core group of of guys that are in that show. Um, even this was before, like when I was just a fan watching, I always loved mm. it. And then to become a part of it was fucking surreal. It was like this is. And, and now with the hard pivot to the left, I'm not expendable. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you know, right? I mean? I'm just kidding. Like, no, I'm, I wanted to talk about. I think we might talk about that today on on Dean's show. But I wanted maybe we can touch on a little bit about uh, 
and and I I always have trouble explaining it the way I want to explain it because I'm not co-signing this idea of like a left-wing outlet or a right-wing outlet, but society at large sort of does. And and like I don't have at, le- at the very least I I'm not aware of any media outlet that has a company branding of being like ambidextrous, like there is no left or right, like it's totally. And I can't think of one. Um, not branded, yeah. no. I don't think I think you're right. I don't think there's a brand. There's obviously everybody has their thoughts. Like people will say, "Oh, NPR." It's like, well, no, NPR is they don't they don't advertise that they're centered, <laughs> yeah. and they're also not they're, centered. They're quite left, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure NPR. Um, yeah, yeah. Reuters, same thing. Like just like any any wire service. Why? Well, wire service is really the only. I'd say, I, I even hate saying it's non-biased. just the facts. It's just the facts usually, right? And as long as you're reading past headlines, um, you can you can mm. usually make that assumption. But you're right. I don't think any of them. There isn't one that's actually branded. We are conservative news, and I mean mainstream. Like you have the yeah. America One News, you have Rebel, you have all those fucking. But they're 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 not mainstream. <laughs> Eagle <they're>, Liberty. <laughs> but I, I brought this up yesterday in that conversation we were having about it is they've they've muddied the water of the independent so bad that it's just as bad as mainstream media now. So what at least yeah. they label themselves that way. So we can know what we're trying to get, but I don't think there is a centrist one out there really other yeah. like Yeah, it's it's weird because I, I don't even want to think in those terms. I find it exhausting. I wish we could just like be an outlet and do what we do because it would just fall in the same lines as it would if we were trying to do that anyways. Like it just, I think that's just the way that we're wired. A lot of people are like that, by the way. Most people that you talk to, you'll find, I think, at least in my world, is um, you'll talk to people about what their beliefs and politics are. And a lot of them say a variation of this. I don't care about liberal or conservative. I, I don't know, somewhere in between. And mm-hmm. it's like, and they just yell at each other and I just feel like I don't want to be involved. And mm-hmm. and that conversation is super common. And I feel like that's the space that is like such a big target. And it, But people are so tempted to label you. So they're going to, so it was my, this whole thing started because I was, I, I was getting flack because I wasn't changing the flu Klux Klan hashtag yeah. on, um, on the auto Twitter. tweets. Yeah, dude. So many people were like, I, "I thought you were different than that, James. I thought that you were, I thought that you were better than that." And I'm just like, "You let me down." Okay. So I, you know what I did? I in my drafts in my email, I I had this draft, and the draft was just, um, it was basically something like, uh, you know, the tweet in question is is auto tweeted, as every podcast tweet is. I don't actually write that tweet. I'll try to remember to edit it because it doesn't reflect my views, but I still love Dean. Da, 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 da. And I'm just, you know, so I would just copy and paste it. Dear, yeah, dear Angela, <laughs> dear, dear. And I would just say the same thing. And people would argue with me. They're like, you, you know, you have to make sure you change that, man. Your personal brand is going to be impacted. I'm like, yeah, just sending out I, a I form guess. letter to apologize. <laughs> what are you, a politician? Right. Right. But anyways, but that is what made me go, oh, I wonder if um, COVID and and more specifically, you know, the convoy stuff is going to make others. And it's not about caring whether or not they do this. I'm just wondering if it actually exists, um, Mm -hmm. sort of start to label us as a as more of a left network. Yeah, I I understood where you were coming from. But at the same time, I had to think about it a bit harder before 
jumping on the, you know, we're center, we're center. Uh, I don't think... I don't think I, I don't think, think problem, well, I would say we're center. I would just sorry, just to clarify, I, I don't want to say that. I don't think no, we should say no, no, that. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I get what you're. Mm. I get what you're saying. We're, we're I'm just trying to think of how to one put issue this. at a time. People, I think. Was yeah, yeah. And everybody's pretty much on the same side of as long as you're not fucking anybody else over. I don't care what you do. Um, and this one was this one was big. Like it was if you were believed in you know the right thing that made you a liberal and if you believed in you know that the government's tyrannical you're a conservative i I just didn't it was it labeled itself i think and whatever side of that you turn to all of a sudden you got you got that label affixed to you and i don't think it was fair i'm a i'm a i'm a left-leaning conservative I would say I'm a I'm a guy that I think <laughs> schizophrenic. I think, what? <laughs> yeah, I think everybody I think everybody should get the help that they deserve that we can mm. afford in this country. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we should sell the farm doing it. Uh, I don't think you know. I I do I do have a lot of um, value in helping our own veterans and our own people, our own homeless crisis before sending money overseas to to fund wars and and shit like that i that's a I very that's libertarian a fa- take oh it's it, uh, yeah it's a f- i think there's a there's something we can take from every book mm-hmm. and if we took mm. the those parts from every book and and made a politician out of that a it would be the first one in fucking history and b we would be a, in a way better place i think have you ever thought i'd love to have a podcast just like this one Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. I really would. Actually, would you ever run for office? I always ask women that question. Always. Why not? No, because I don't pay enough attention to anything. Oh, okay. That's good. That's a really good reason. Because I talk too much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just. I'm dropping out of this race because I'm really not paying attention to the issues that are dictating. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think it's best for everyone if I leave. Yeah. That's that's why (laughs) I don't chime in on things. If I if I don't know exactly what I'm saying, then why am I going to say it? I know what which, I feel, yeah. but which that doesn't a, mean that it's right. I don't, I don't understand why. Well, you there was a convoy you could have went to if that's how you if you wanted I'm to good. escape that. I'm, that I'm good. <laughs> you know? See, and it's like I said, there's there's things that I know that I, I don't want. That's for sure. But just because I don't want them doesn't mean that they're terrible for everybody. So, like I said, my yeah, my, my opinion's not that important. I don't need to run for anything. That's not true, Ryan. I tell her. That's, no, tell her that's I don't think true. that's true either. No, no, that's why she, I vote for things. You guys should take marital <laughs> advice from me. Ready? We can take hap- we can take talk. Ha- Run. Take, ha- take happiness. Take happiness classes from James DeFiore. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm happy. Well, he's smiling. Um. Well, I I wanted to try to find a way to pivot actually to the um to the thing that that I think Ryan, you and I disagree on <clears throat> this particular thing, which is I I think that um the convoy um was branded unfairly. Because I think that there are extremists in every type of protest. Um, and then that aside, I saw a CBC article this morning. I'm sorry, I didn't get the asset. I, the only asset I got, I stopped because I was just adoring 
this for like 20 Aww. minutes before the show and I just couldn't stop. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's use that. But I saw an article in the CBC that was saying that um, they were talking about the, the mental health of the residents and how everyone was really concerned and they were frightened. And da, da, da. And I think that we're not seeing something and that's we are reporting and like sort of talking about this convoy not from the perspective of like legal things or whatever, but from the perspective of whether or not we cared about the issue as to why they were there. Because if you do a thought experiment and you imagine a Black Lives Matter protest, and you can you even imagine CBC asking the traumatized residents how they felt about a loud protest? It would be immediately dismissed as like racist and like, you know, and that's not because it's racist if you do it to the other side. It's because it doesn't have any value as a thing because what yeah, made their you know it just it holds no currency it, on one side it's you're right yeah yeah i and, I, and I, I i just i don't know I, i'm so worried that we're getting more and more polarized and like because we're not careful with how we talk about certain things you know i sat in on a um uh a city council meeting in ottawa uh yesterday just uh virtually and and watched a bit of it and a lot of delegates from the town showed up was that your phone, James? You gave yeah. me shit for my phone, and now your phone's ringing? Um, um, I'm the host. My phone's ringing. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, and they had delegates from, from, from people that live down there, work down there, businesses and stuff. And when you hear it on that level, and I don't care who the protesters are, if you're in my fucking house... Uh, you know, and you're doing shit that's pissing me. I don't care who you are. I don't care how noble your cause is. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be pissed yeah. as a resident. From an outsider perspective, I think you're right. I think we kind of um, uh, collectively may have uh, muddied it just because it was so brutal uh, of a of a just and no organization, no nothing. Like there was no mm -hmm. there was nothing to tie to it. And it was like a, a, a mishmash of, of, yeah, maybe some people with some opinions or, or beliefs that were a little different, right down to the hardcore Nazi flag-waving racists yeah. that showed up. But they, they always co-opted. It doesn't matter. Any sort of controversial... They're uh, like the Antifa protest. of the right. They just... Oh, it's kind of it. And that's yeah. exactly it. They'll, they'll co they won't co-opt a Black Lives Matter uh, movement, obviously, because... What the? F you're not going to sell anything there, mm -hmm. but they'll come sell their flags and T-shirts at one of these movements because there's a free for all. But I had a conversation yesterday with my friend from work, and we s talked about uh, how bad Justin Trudeau fucked this up, and how all that could have been avoided with it. And yeah, with his name calling and that, that's that's a, that's problematic in its own mm -hmm. right. But the the fact that all he had to do instead of running away when he said he had COVID when this started was literally have a zoom meeting with them and say, we're going to, we're lifting the, the mandates. We're lifting all the, 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 the rules uh, slowly and surely. And they, they would have said, no, we want it done right now. He's like, well, we can't do that. Sorry. It's not to your timetable, but we're doing it. Then he would have had the, um, the ammo to go on camera and say, I did this. I mm -hmm. talked to them. I tried to reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he didn't yeah. do that. So he lost that credibility and he lost that position of power that he could have had to to shut to, to actually turn the entire country around and say, hey, fuck off. He talked to you. He he did what you yeah. wanted. And, you know, he's, he's doing it. He's doing it. He, I just think I think it was handled bad right from the get go. 
uh, on both sides, obviously, the organization side yeah. of the protesters and the the liberal government's response um, after yeah, after they got involved, like, right? It, everything seemed so... Like, at the beginning, all the liberal politicians were like, these are hate groups and the swastika. And, like, to me, that's a point within a larger story. And the larger story is, like, there's a lot of... See, I, I, I guess I have a way of, like, telling myself, don't look at the reason why they're there. Just look at the fact that they're there. And if they were a group of people who were doing something that you were interested in, and it would look the same, therefore the issue is not important. That's I, I just kept on trying to go back to that space because um, I, I just I can't see how we're going to get out of the, the mess that we are in as far as ideologies go. And I don't and I've been worried about that, as you know, um, since the beginning, yeah. I, I'm scared to death of waking up one day and like because the people that have the most guns, I don't really agree with you. <laughs> you know it's except true. the rappers i agree with the rappers oh yeah sometimes Fair. yeah so most of yeah. them are, but other than that, most of them are pretty left-wing yeah yeah really left-wing i'd say <laughs> but they yeah but they read um they probably read my piece in black lives matter and maybe i got death threats from black from uh, black lives matter support and they were really cool <laughs> like, they yeah, were didn't like you have to didn't you have to get somebody involved to like speak on your behalf wasn't that the story I, well the it was the same story, but uh, this wasn't related to the death threats. Uh, the death threats were because I said that the um, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter co-founder in Toronto should should resign because she said that um, Caucasians were subhuman, and um, she said that Justin Trudeau was a white supremacist terrorist and uh, all this stuff. And wow. it, it's far surpassed a lot of the language that you heard from the convoy. Right. Um, and uh, oh, and just as an aside, she won a leadership award about a year and a half later. So congratulations. Um, well well done. done. Yeah. And um, and I wrote this piece and it was like, you know, and, and Huffington Post editors used to try to get me, uh, you know, uh, get me hate mail, basically, because they were decidedly progressive, often younger than me. <clears throat> and I, I was contributor there for like three years, I guess. And they would so the, so the headline was Black Lives Matter co-founder needs to resign. And then it's like my white face. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> I didn't say that. That's not the headline I would have chose. So they wanted to get me kind of in trouble. Yeah. And um, and I, you know, and, and everyone was just like it, it spread like wildfire and everyone um, bunch of people hated it. But the um, the death threats were like, <laughs> it would be like the subject would be like click. And then the uh, the email had a picture, and it was just like a close up of a guy with a wow. gun. Wow! Yeah, I was just like, wow. okay, Ooh. a few more like that. So then Chuck <sighs> D called me a racist while I'm getting that's death threats. What, that's that was the story. Yeah. And Chuck D was like my one of my favorite rappers growing up. I had his picture on my wall and shit. And then you grow up, and that guy's calling you a racist. So, which bothered me more than the death threats? I gotta tell you, it really did. Like so much. That more. one shot and my so, heart. Yeah, yeah like my childhood like a piece of my childhood is like flying away um but we have a mutual friend uh in ernie yeah. panicoli who's a hip-hop photographer so he he mediated and and it, it actually it was more than just like yeah yeah whatever like it was more than you know it actually he spoke about like you know about how he read it over and you know he understands the position that uh even if we don't agree he knows i'm not hateful so yeah. I was like, okay, thanks. So Thank then you. I, everything's fine. <laughs> then I got another death threat, and I was like, eh, I don't care. 
<laughs> Chuck D likes me. Fuck you. I feel yeah. better. It's okay. It's fine. Call, yeah. Call call me if Nas has anything bad to say about me because then. Yeah. I'll, you know. <laughs> Ashley. Yes, sir. How tall are you? Because <laughs> I want to know how short I'm going to be when I meet you guys. You're taller uh, than me. Like five five four. Oh, sweet. Okay, there you yeah. go. Be good. I'm yeah. Bonzi sized. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, Bonzi only like- five four? Yeah, he'll tell you otherwise, but I've stood beside him. Really? It's it's pretty funny. I love him. That's but, hilarious. I thought he was little. like 5'10". No. It's funny. No. No, we have a we have a very short crew other than it's like Locke, Dean and I, I think, are yeah. like around the same. We're about 6'3". And then yeah. everybody else, it's like everybody else is a foot shorter than us. We're like the yeah. lollipop yeah, guild. It's going to be hard well, when, I'm used to when that. we actually do... When, when this moves into the next level and the next phase of this, when we have to go and get the, the you know, the, the cheesy group shots, <laughs> we're going to have to, we'll bring Jimmy. So everybody yeah. feels better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the reality show too, for the big brother thing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's gonna be, it's going to be me and Bonzi living there for like years. <laughs> it's just, He's, he, yeah. That's just where he yeah. lives now. He's you know what though? Yeah, exactly. Bonzi's pretty easy to live with. Based on what I've yeah. seen, so yeah, he was here Are for a sure? few days. Yeah, yeah he he's was... yeah. Oh, he's like very that, tidy. That's not and... the story that we got out of Edmonton. <laughs> it's been a little no, bit different. I think that was a little uh, a little bit of embellishment in the Edmonton uh, yeah. stories. I think Chris, uh, which is really which is really weird because Lachlan is not known for that. Not, you know. <laughs> not at all. No, no. Especially if he'll go... make the joke more embarrassing for another person. He never. Right? He would that. never take that road. He never no. pulls that card ever. No, Bonzi's cool. So he puts he puts enough water in the kettle for both of us so he can stay. That's right. Aww. Yeah, he's a very Yeah, very, I, uh, I was told that Bonzi has that gift of like like by the time he leaves, um the wife who just met him will like him more than the friend he's had for years. <laughs> yeah, he's delightful. <laughs> he can yeah. come back yeah. anytime. Yeah. I want him up here. I told him he could come up here and then he decided to go to the land of cocaine for some reason. <laughs> he's coming back. I wonder why. Probably. Weird. I'm so happy I decided not to go visit him. No kidding. That would have been a mess. I heard you guys talking when you had him on the show, and that would have yeah. been a mess. We wouldn't have got I would have. I would have. What I would have done is actually, like, I'm not going to drink just because I'm in Nicaragua. But I'll do a bump, even though I don't ever do bumps when I'm not drunk. It's and so then it will fun. probably get me too high, so I'll just try to dull it with alcohol yeah. and mm-hmm. go the other That's way. That's the way. Uh don't ever do things that I did. <laughs> ever. There's the PSA, kids. Yeah. Hi, I'm James. Don't ever do the things that I did. I did don't yeah. do what Donnie don't does. Yeah. yeah I can say the same right. about me. Don't don't do what I've done. Yeah, we all have our own versions of it. I know. I'm not. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. That's it's a. Uh, I, I, the reason why I asked you earlier, by the way, uh, Ryan, about whether or not you guys drink the same amount is because um, most guys that I know that have wives that don't drink like hear it from them all the time about their drinking all the time no no Ashley is the Ashley, one that you should teach brings... a class about being a good wife she's the one that brings me my drinks when we're on the air <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah what yeah you, yeah you I smack like, her in the I butt just... when she walks away she, uh yeah. I think I did once she mm-hmm. did come on camera once when I uh yeah we have we that like we made a very, misogy- a very misogynistic joke about it and I think I smacked her butt wasn't my proudest moment, but I was probably it's, drunk. It's for a laugh, and you're a good man. <laughs> there you go. Jesus Christ. 
This is so foreign to me. I just want to watch you guys talk. That's my ride or die <laughs> chick, brother. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. Let's call it a night. Um, listen. Uh, <clears throat> next time, I want to do this right because uh, that thing that shall not be mentioned should have been mentioned. But we're gonna, you know. I love how you mentioned it, even though we. Weren't I didn't mention it. it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's fine. It's okay. We'll uh, we'll 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 listen. We'll cut. We'll do a part two. <laughs> if there's something that I know about, it's conflict with our colleagues in the network. Uh, don't you though? <laughs> I've gone through my share, basically everyone except for Bonzi. Yeah. Bonzi, yeah. He, he, it's hard. Like, how do you do it with Bonzi? You can't. You can't do know. that with Bonzi. But no, you. Uh, like you got. Our relationship, our relationship actually got better. I think after we had that little that little tiff, and uh, yeah, I, I, I so consider too. you a very good friend now. So, the Aww. only thing I don't regret is the M and M gift. I just love that too much. With the microphone <laughs> that he drops. It's so funny when you brought it up yesterday. I actually had to think to remember what the hell the issue was. That's how mm-hmm. your view. Oh, because right, I said so. you because I because I accused you of choking by by removing your That's... piece. It was I don't want to dredge up this because I it's totally <laughs> done. I again. thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that <laughs> we got Shots on the air on, on Dean's show. We're just like, Fuck I don't know. You. Ryan, sorry, what did you say, Ryan? I really wasn't listening to anything you were just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I don't know. Funny. Like sometimes people need to get that out, and I got to tell you, I know it's uh, it, it's my fault in the sense that I hate typing words that I would normally talk. They 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 don't come out the same. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. I think people think I'm angry when I'm like high. We're really something. we're really aware like, of your um your loss of um nuance in text now. And you've you've made yeah. us aware of it. Like you've told us, hey guys, listen, don't you know? And and it it literally did because you don't know how to take you in a text sometimes. But okay. now that you know that, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. You play both sides of the conversation. You're like, he must mean it this way. <laughs> you know? Well, but because I get worried, I'm just like, okay, this is this is hilarious. Um, this morning in chat, um, I think it was uh, Lachlan. Remember Lachlan was talking about astrology. You and Lachlan were talking about astrology. Oh my stuff. god. Yeah. And then Lachlan and Dean were like, oh, I thought Ryan was a cancer there. And and then Dean's like, what me you mean like malignant? That was me. And I'm a ca- I said, and I'm a ca- no, that was me. Well I said that about oh, myself. What? That was me that no, made but, the joke. But Dean I said, said I've something been else that was that. In, Dean said something else that was in that vein, right? But anyways, when I was scrolling, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Because it's so fucking ridiculous. When I was and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a cancer. Is are Dean and Lachlan <laughs> just playing a joke? Are, is this a gag? So I looked up Lachlan's birthday, yeah, and I said, "Oh, I'm actually a Cancer, but I feel more like a, like an Aquarius because I want to because I hate myself so much." And just just to cover my end, just in case they were trying to play a joke on me, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> because they're morning guys, they make me paranoid that like, hey James, uh, can you give can you give me a call later on? It could be totally innocent, but I'll yeah. be like, okay, he's got something in store. When you're on the phone, they're assume you're being this. taped. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah but no, yeah. it's it's uh, it's it's definitely a good dynamic that uh, that group, and I love it's it's one of those things you look forward to um, now. Is that yeah. uh, conversation and the uh, it, it's not an automatic echo chamber, just especially with you in there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's helpful to have have you as the I'm not expendable, baby. The, no, you're kind of the you're you're, you're good. Uh, you're good for 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 keeping us all, uh, you know, 
from from going too far over into one mm-hmm. gutter or the other. So that's true. In our group, I should be the supervisor. You're totally right. I think like, you're I right agree with that. Yeah. I, I agree. Okay. It's so weird. <laughs> it's weird being that guy. You should the, be the boss. most controversial the guy. Boss. Is also the guy that's you know making sure yeah. the etiquette is being kept. That's it. So stupid. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry I made this mostly about me. Um, I was just going to say, this is a great interview, James. Thanks for coming. uh... Thanks for listening to me. I hope I didn't talk your ear off. Can we talk about your marriage off air? What's your secret? All right, guys. I'll see you in an hour. Hot. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be hitting Ukraine uh, stuff pretty hard, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, I better start looking up the Ukraine stuff. Yeah, it's I only know the overarching story, not the. It's not, it's not good. Uh, he's he's doing some things that he said he wasn't going to do, and it's already it's... being caught within the first forty-eight who? hours. So yeah, it's. Yeah. I know. Who would have thought, right? Everyone right. except Republicans. Okay. Yeah, it's Tucker getting... Carlson, who was b- virtually blowing him on the air again last night. So did you see that poll from like twenty eighteen or something like that? Um, it was like. 56 or something percent of Republicans respected mm-hmm. Putin more than Obama. So like funny. that is so like people are almost so like anti-American. not surprised by that. Okay. But that's uh, yeah. people not being surprised by that is also the problem. Like there's yeah. so many problems with that. Like they were the enemy forever. You know, this would be a but, 50, 55 part documentary series if we broke down all the problems with yeah because right what is the main difference between barack obama and the rest of the u.s presidents i can't quite put my finger on it i'm not and sure now there's, and well, now there's also okay. a report just came out about an hour ago that there was nine uh chinese uh, military planes seen in the uh no-fly zone uh, over taiwan oh so I have yeah north korea is probably going to test the fucking missile in the next three yeah, days i have a feeling yeah. they're going to be using this as a, a cover for uh china wants taiwan back right so it's not a good I have a time feeling I be... love living where I live <laughs> right now. Really? And you know the what? The only thing I, I can at... think of is Russia taking my land for some strategic purpose. No, Vlad and I will just hang out, you know. <laughs> I can deal with vodka. Get, and get, do good. shrooms with Vladimir Putin. Jesus yeah, Christ. I, I grew that up. That sounds with, terrifying. I grew up with Bal- like the, uh, the Baltic uh, Eastern European uh, grandparents. I can deal with boiled potatoes and vodka for a few years. That's if true. I have to. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, guys. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And Ashley, thank you. you. Thank you for leading by example, you marriage wizards. I appreciate it. Love you, <laughs> I'll buddy. I'll see you in about see an hour, buddy. Yep. Um, I like impromptu interviews because uh, I feel like the conversation can flow better. Um, but yeah, Ryan, uh, he's a good cat. I'm going to keep interviewing people from the network. Who have I not interviewed yet? I got to interview Dean. Ali Mars, probably I'll interview. I don't know, a few people. I did Lachlan and now Ryan. And um, anyways, yeah, it is a little inside baseball, but um, but thank you for joining us. Who do we have coming up? I have Nathaniel Erskine-Smith on March 10th, and I have Fat Al from God Made Me Funky on March 24th, and, uh, and, a, and a bunch of stuff before that that I just want to solidify before I talk about. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us on Blackballed. We'll see you soon. Cheers.
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.